It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Netflix Briefly. has spoken about the fact that they want to get into gaming. Yeah. So if Netflix owns the Squid Game IP... Ooh. What's going on, guys? And welcome back to Watch Time as we return for yet another week. Grace, how are you doing this week? I am good. I am looking a little bit like rogue right now, but it's because I was coming from a boxing class. I was meant to go home and be able to get changed and that sort of thing. And then um, Nick, my boyfriend, slammed his finger in a door and everything went um, wild for the morning. So mm. apologies for my appearance, mm. everyone watching on YouTube. We are in the last week of lockdown. Oh my God! <laughs> I actually like can't even believe I'm saying that. Like, I think we're in week... 14 of the stay at home 105 order. days or something. I think we're at hundred day 103 right now, um, which is pretty wild. Like I literally remember when we, when they announced we were going into lockdown yeah. and it was like, okay, 14 days, two weeks. Elliot and I went and got ramen on the last night. Yeah. And we were like, okay, hey, see you in a couple weeks. And we were like, quite positive. We were like, oh, I we... wasn't positive. Oh, I was really? the most, uh, don't you remember? I was like, this is after, well, at least after a week, I was like, we're going to be here till November. You did say that actually very early on. But I was kind of like, look, I could do with a couple low key weeks of like mm. not going out, a little bit chill at home. You know, it's winter, some trackies and it's not winter anymore. It's I, now spring. Here's, here's what I'm so excited about, because I think a lot of the world is coming out of lockdown now. Some of you have already been out of lockdown for a while. What I'm most excited for is for time to start progressing normally again. Because I've noticed that the biggest impact of all these lockdowns and coming out of lockdown and going into lockdown and then long stretches, short stretches, all that kind of thing, time, has it's no longer linear for me. There's like, there's, there's certain time, like times of the year that I'm like, okay, the last six months feels like one week. Yeah. And then the year before that feels like five years. Yeah. Like I can't. 2019, we, far out. I we can't were talking how about, much we did. We were talking about Tiger King before. Dude. And I thought Tiger King came out four years ago. Apparently it came out like a year and a bit ago, which I still can't believe. Long story short, I can't track time anymore because my life hasn't had any consistency. Yeah. It's just been like, it, it's just been a period of doing nothing to doing lots, to doing nothing to doing lots. Yeah. And I'm very excited to return to a sense of normalcy. I think what I'm excited for is like to be able to look forward to things again and really feel like you can plan things for the future mm. and know that they're going to happen. Um, for example, I'm excited for our dinner reservation next Friday night. Yeah, Like, yeah. I'm excited to go out and, like, order a drink. Rip and, up the town. And, like, order dinner and not clean up the dishes. Exactly. Afterwards. I'm excited to, like, I booked a holiday for the first time in two years or something, I think. I booked a trip to LA in end of January um, for some work and play. And it's, like, so exciting to think about the idea of being in a plane and taking off. You know, I don't know. I think one of the most interesting things I learned while mm -hmm. we were in lockdown is the importance of long-term planning for mental health. 
totally is like as much as you know a, a trip is a trip and that's always fun and a holiday is good i never realized how much um knowing what i'm going to be doing in a year from now or even a week from now actually really helps you stay motivated or get through a tough time in yeah. the short term because uh, like at the moment you, you'll be having a bad time and you're just like well that's kind of it, isn't it? Like, that's yeah. kind of what it's going to be. And there's nothing different happening next Dude, week. Dude, me that's for gonna... the last couple of weeks. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's really, really hard because... I've been going through, like, a pretty stressful time, to be honest. And, um, you know, we didn't record last week. All kind of wrapped up in that. Um, and it was, like, I was pretty, like, low. Yeah, yeah. I was in a very, like, dark place for a couple of days. And I think I just think it was... very, yeah, very like sad, I think is just how I would have described you. And yeah. I've never, and I think you're not quite as upbeat as I always am, but you're normally a pretty, like a, a pretty, a pretty happy person. Yeah. I can yeah. like bounce back from challenges quite quickly and it was taking me longer. And, um, I don't know. I feel like I had a really good few chats with people on the weekend and um, I really feel like I've like turned a corner mentally, mm. which is awesome. And I think it's important to talk about that kind of thing because not everyone's going to feel good all the time. And I've been thinking about this a lot with the internet in general. And obviously we talk about the internet, we talk about other people on the internet and what they're doing and that sort of thing all the time. But I think it's really important to recognize and we recognize that whatever you're seeing on the internet is not the full picture. Mm. Someone can like post a smiling photo on Instagram. And I know everyone says this shit now and it's like kind of cliche, but that is not a reflection of like what their life actually is. Or you might see, I don't know, influencers getting on private jets or going out for dinner or looking like they're surrounded by a hundred friends all the time and think that their life is really easy and mm. perfect. And I promise you, I promise you it's not. Mm. And I think like one of the number one things we do talk about influencer culture and there's a culture of that with money and wealth and that sort of thing. But I really think like the ultimate test of someone's wealth is how they're feeling on a day to day basis and how many things you have around you that are priceless, whether that be friends, family, good relationships, yeah. your health. Like that is the shit that makes you wealthy. Yeah. The amount of money that you have or don't have is not a measure of your wealth. Yeah. I actually think I am emerging from lockdown a, a much better human with much better habits than really? I was going to. Oh yeah. Like it's, I don't know what the difference is. I don't know what caused it, but I've working out has always been something that like I lamented, like I yeah. hated. I was like, you know what? I, I really like, it would always be, I'm going to work out because ultimately I want to lose weight or I want to gain yeah. muscle or like, it was always this end goal, but it was never the actual process of working out that I appreciated. Yep. Now, holy crap. Love it. Can't yeah. get enough of it. It's great. I Isn't literally, so funny? I did a workout yesterday morning and then I came and I recorded a little video and then it got to 2 p.m. And I was like, oh, it's update night. Like got a few hours. I was like, I'm gonna go to another workout. And then yeah. I was like, this isn't me. I think it's like so important as you get older as well to like find things that you enjoy and you love mm. doing and that you can spend your time doing. And I think like exercise a hundred percent. I feel like when I was in my early twenties, exercise was all about like how much weight can I lose or you know, how many calories can I burn in a specific amount of time? And now it's like, 
I really want to view exercise as something that I get to do. That's like an enjoyable part of my day. And so mm. like, I'm not going to, you know, I don't like running, so I'm not going to force myself to run, but I love boxing and I love like spinning and all that sort of thing. And yeah. so you just like got to find the things you like and do them. 100%. Wow. Some lockdown reflections. But this is a podcast that is more about the internet than, uh, <laughs> than lockdowns. Uh, and today we've got a couple of topics, which are two internet phenomenons and they're, they're both quite different internet phenomenons, yeah. but they're both super interesting uh, to, to, I think all of us. And I'm guessing a lot of you guys are filled in. Would you like to start with a squid or a couch? Let's start with a couch. Okay, so we're gonna go with option number one. Option couch number guy. Couch guy, which I actually feel like I missed. Okay, because I, you're not on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. And that's your number one I mean, problem. I am on TikTok. I have a million TikTok followers. I'm just not on TikTok. Dude, TikTok, far out. It's my favorite social media platform right now. Oh. Hands down my favorite social media platform. I promise you. Is it healthy though? I think it's way healthier. Than Twitter and Instagram. I actually oh, than Twitter and Instagram really, for sure. Really think of all the social media platforms, TikTok brings me joy, and I think it brings me joy in a way that other platforms don't. Like I have honestly really barely spent much time on Twitter recently, and mm. it's been great for my mental health. I go on Twitter, and and obviously you know I take responsibility for the kind of people I'm following, but I just feel like it's this announcement culture all the time. I agree, and I actually so uh, funny you mentioned that because I was browsing. I was telling a couple of friends this last week. Mm. I was browsing Twitter, like I just opened Twitter out of habit, and I'm going down my feed, and all of a sudden this tweet. I, I just like I hone in on one tweet, and it's just like, I like my noodles extra with extra soup with like you know more, more water anyone else in the same boat? And I'm like, what the fuck am I reading, dude? What am I doing with my life? Why am I reading yeah. about how people like their noodles? I could be doing something right now. Yeah. And it was just such like a, don't get me wrong, and absolutely no hate on the, whoever tweeted that because I am absolutely the kind of guy who would tweet the same thing. But I was just there, I was like, what this is, this? is what am I reading this right is not now? Content. This isn't content, what am I doing with my life? So anyway, I had basically a complete mental breakdown reading Twitter. See, I feel like I go on Twitter and it's just everyone's like contract signed GIF or yeah. like big things coming or working so hard. Yeah, low and, like, quality. Yeah. And I'm just like, I go on Twitter sometimes and I just like come off it and I'm just like, fuck, I'm not doing enough or I feel shit about myself or like everyone else is doing cool things and I'm not. It's like comparison is so the thief of joy. And then you go on Instagram and it's like, it's fine, but like everyone's posting the same photos and like... I don't know. It's again, very comparison. And then I go on TikTok and people are just being fucking weird on TikTok or like they're posting funny things or it's like joyful content, I think. And I love it. Like, I think it really, I think it's a brilliant platform. It's also highly addictive, which I recognize, but I do think the content itself makes me happy. Which is a good segue into returning to our couch topic, because I think that as much as I agree, and I think what that's a lot of what I hear about when people use TikTok yeah. is the like, you know, it is just mostly people having fun, doing really fun, dumb stuff, yeah. dances, memes, whatever. Couch Guy has taken that to a different level. Well, but is it a positive level? And I think this is also an interesting spin off uh, what we talked about in the previous episode, which was the whole Gabby Petito case. Yeah. And whether or not the whole internet detective thing was 
positive or whether or not that was kind of like a, a pretty, um, you know, crime porn warp yeah. and, and really actually not good at all. Okay, so Couch Guy is a TikTok that was uploaded maybe two weeks ago by a random girl that decided to surprise her boyfriend, their long distance, he's at college. She has someone film her walking into his room where he's sitting on a couch with two other girls. There's a couple other guys in the room too. And what ensues is fairly awkward to say the least. She walks in, she's looking super excited. He kind of like slowly stands up from the couch. It looks like she goes for the kiss. He goes for the hug. And basically this clip just went completely viral, like viral, viral. I think it's been seen by like 50 million people so far. It completely blew up and it just created um, an onslaught of people judging this relationship based off this TikTok and basically saying, honey, he is not the one um, because of the way that he responded to her coming in, the two other girls on the couch. And with that, it's actually just come with a huge amount of subsidiary content from other people that have recreated walking in on Couch Guy, um, that have been doing like psychological analysis on it, body language analysis. It is it is completely taken on a life of its own. It, it actually, I, I would say evolved into what I would describe as kind of, I think you can interpret it both ways. You can interpret it as either the internet trying to alert this girl to red flags in her boyfriend. And I think there was a lot of like analysis people were doing being like, oh, you can see like the girl quickly passed yeah. the guy, his phone back and the other girl was acting super sus. So there's definitely something going on there. And then, um, and, and his body language shows that he's definitely been doing something with this girl and that yeah. he feels super awkward about it. But also at the same time, you can interpret that in the other way, which is the internet absolutely bandwagoning and almost trying to bully this girl into thinking that they know her relationship better than she does yeah. and that she needs to end it or the internet's not going to be happy because since then both the girl and the guy have come out and broken down the video and shown that no the phone actually didn't get passed from one person to another he actually had it the whole time and i did see that and i do believe that part of it but then beyond that you've now got the internet coming back being like nah he's gaslighting you this is absolutely what's happening it's and really unbelievable. The intensity and the ferocity of it is, I think, kind of crazy because the internet is effectively unwilling to accept anything other than he was cheating on you yeah. with a girl on the couch and you need to break up with him immediately, which, yeah. don't get me wrong, I here's the thing, and I think this is similar and actually almost an idea identical kind of uh, like mental psychological phenomenon to the whole Gabby Petito thing, which is the internet, like as much as the internet might a lot of the time try to act like it's, you know, just really trying to help. It's all best interests. We're trying to assist here and be the good guy. A lot of the time that content isn't motivated by that. Mm. It's motivated by a desire and need for drama and controversy. Yeah. And the reason the internet wants this, and I'm not saying one way or another whether or not it is or isn't the case, but the internet wants this guy to be unfaithful with the girls on the couch. They want him to be clearly telegraphing red, red flags, and they want that acknowledged because drama is ultimately what feeds people on these platforms. 
I also think it's a function of the fact that the internet loves to feel involved like they're part of something yeah and i think this is a real progression of the way that entertainment works and especially the way that user generated content works and i think if you think about like 10 years ago what is user generated content it's like youtube videos you know and people are vlogging and that sort of thing and people would feel quite connected to vloggers because it felt very real because it was real these are real people in real lives many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey they can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify plus they accept most insurance plans to get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Yeah. But it was quite difficult that, that there was still a barrier there, you know? If mm. you go and watch someone's YouTube video, it's like this was filmed a few days ago. It's been edited. Yeah. It's like there's still some layers between the audience and the real people on the other side of the camera. And then Instagram happened, and I think that broke that down more. And stories happened, which is much more real time. And I feel like TikTok's taken that to another level, where it's just like TikTok is the ultimate user-generated content platform, I think, because it's so real time. It's so fast. People can build audiences. You can film something and upload it. Like this video she uploaded, it was one take. There is mm. no edits. There's no nothing. It's not fancy. It's a real person. And I feel like people feel as though that entitles them in some way to be part of it. And commentate. And commentate it. I think it's just a really interesting phenomenon because it's it's almost um, unwilling, I think, by an audience's perspective. Like, I remember when I saw the video, and I think it popped up on my For You page, like, pretty early on, like, definitely before it blew up to the virality it has now. And I watched it and I was like... Uh, that was not a great surprise video. Like, Definitely awkward. Yeah. I'm like, he didn't look... You know when you see those surprise videos and it's just like, wow, like yeah, amazing, yeah, 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 I'm yeah. so excited. Not it was like, overjoyed. oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Welcome. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, but I didn't feel the need to... I mean, I don't really comment on things on the internet, but... I thought it was a super interesting um, kind of look at something that definitely isn't uncommon on the internet where I agree it's that it's a it's a combination of people wanting to be involved in something that isn't necessarily theirs to be involved in it's also this desire to you know for right or wrong find yeah. find drama where drama might not exist which the internet absolutely has a tendency of doing yeah and I also think at the end of the day as much as the internet can you know point out and be like okay this is weird did this happen blah 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 I think that the point where it gets toxic for me is when the girl comes out and she said, nope, I know who I'm dating. I know how they act and behave. This is fine. This is normal. Nothing's weird here. And when the guy comes out and is like, says similar things, um, like at a certain point, it's like, okay, you might still harbor a personal belief that, okay, girl, you're like kidding yourself mm. here. There's definitely something going on. But at what point is you just shouting at her, telling her, no, this yeah. isn't your decision. You don't get to decide this. If the internet says you have to break up, you have to break up. It's like, no, you've said your piece. You made a point. You said, hey, that was a bit weird. Maybe like, do you think there could be something weird happening here? Okay, if not, yeah, your life, your choice. People shoot. commented on that follow-up video she did being like, 
following for in when in six months from now we get the breakup video. Yeah. And I was just like, damn, I feel sorry for this girl. And like she uploaded what she thought was like a sweet video of her surprising her yeah. boyfriend. And like she's just been told by 50 million people that he's. And rela relationships are already like, you know, like there's always like oh pressures God, happening in different directions, well. especially at that kind of age. And then all of a sudden you've got the entire internet and whether or not they believe it or not, and even if they can fully choose not to believe it, then their friends yeah. could still be like, oh, you know, we we're on the internet side here. No one thinks that's a real thing. Yeah. And then it all just spirals. I don't know. I think as as much as it was a very interesting case study of internet detective action again, um, I think it was a pretty sad example. Yeah. And not one that I uh really think showcases the best of what the internet has to offer no but on the topic of what does showcase the best the internet has to offer we've got squid game literally i have not seen an internet phenomenon like this since tiger king, tiger king. but uh, but actually i don't even think that tiger king equals it because this is tiger king was kind of a meme that like people our age really engaged in but squid game is like no matter what country you're from, no matter what age group you're in, people are loving it, appreciating it, creating spin-offs of it. It's literally infected every level of social media. Yeah. Like from, you know, Tiger King was kind of like something people watched, laughed at, and a few memes came out of it. Squid Game, both because of its popularity and because of um, the actual format that the TV show takes, it's now taken over memes it's taken over video games like yeah. you're seeing you're seeing roblox now making millions of squid game spin-offs i've seen i actually played through um i don't know if Lockie will release the video but Lockie uh had his power creative team make squid game in oh, Fortnite, cool. and we played through it the other night and it was actually really really sick yeah um so like just the way this has literally penetrated every single part of kind of like the online media society is so cool and to me it the it, it really and i've never had this feeling before with a tv show um it almost feels like when uh a game like fall guys or battlegrounds or a, a hot game drops out of nowhere that no one saw coming and just immediately takes over the internet so what do you think squid game did that created that because i've heard that it's now on track as well to become netflix most watched show ever which yeah. is a pretty unbelievable feat. For something in Korean. <laughs> especially for something in Korean with subtitles, which yeah. I think is a higher barrier of entry for most people. Absolutely. Like, especially, I think it's worth noting that like in today's day and age, most young people are doing multiple things while they're watching shows. Yeah. Like I think that much is very true um, that people are watching while they're scrolling their phone and whatever. And obviously you can't do that if you're watching like a subtitle show. So I think that's pretty incredible yeah. in and of itself. But what do you think squid game did because i think when tiger king which really also had a very much like a cultural moment mm. it was march 2020 it was literally the start of the thick of the pandemic and i think everyone in the world no matter where you were was basically in a lockdown of some sort mm. and it felt like a very collective moment for the world and i feel like tiger king was kind of like a show that it was like everyone's in lockdown everyone's watching tiger king but we're obviously kind of in a little we bit have of a better things time. to do now. <laughs> so what do you think was about Squid Game that made it I mean, so incredible? A, it's just an incredibly shot show. Like it's it's just very well executed. The show was made 
with really great production budget and it was really executed very well. Um, I think you've got to give credit there. But I also just think that kind of game format and the continual mystery, I'm obviously not going to talk any spoilers here, but how you know there's going to be a new game every episode and you don't know where it's going and you've got this huge, these huge twists that come out of nowhere. And you're like, oh my God, if they dropped a twist like that in episode one, what could happen in episode two? I mean, there's so many areas of what you could break down about why the show is fantastic. But I, I think that, you know, you really look at the size of the social... It, it's crazy. I just don't think we've seen anything like this in years. And I don't know if you saw, there is a Korean ISP that is suing Netflix. So they're an internet service provider. They're suing Netflix because traffic to Netflix has increased 25 times over since the oh. drop of Squid Game. And oh they're like... God. We need, like, Netflix owes us money for keeping up with this internet traffic. It's insane. That is wild. No. Wait, really? 25 times. In Korea? In Korea. That is insane. It is. It's, it's they're act- suing Netflix because they're, they're suing like, Netflix. dude, it's your fault. We can't keep up. They're literally <laughs> like, your bandwidth is killing us. It's, it's unbelievable. So, like, that's I, amazing. I mean, I, I'm, I'm really curious where this is going to go. And I think that's kind of what I wanted to get your comment on. Also, another very cool thing. Uh, this guy wrote, the guy who wrote Squid Game, he wrote it in 2008, spent the last 10, 12 years getting rejected by every single production company he went to and oh. then finally got it done, which I love. That and gives I, me shivers. I that feel, literally gives me goosebumps. I feel like you hear that about so many things. Like, for yeah. example, Harry Potter. Yeah. Literally, she took it to like 10 different publishers and they're all like, lol, wizards and magic, get out of here. I think she had to self-publish in the end. Wow. So I think that's another really, really cool story. But That is amazing. Yeah, what I'm what I'm keen to hear, and I guess, yeah, what, I, what I'd love to know, do you think it has uh, kind of legs? Will they be able to keep it going? And also, uh, what do you think the biggest like outcomes from this will be? For example, I'll drop mine. This is... And like it's it's kind of crazy when you really think about it. This it's just this genre that's taken over the world over the last five years. It's battle royale. Yeah. The TV show is battle royale. It yeah. is start with a large number of people, eliminate all the way down until you have a winner, and yeah. that's and and that's effectively it. It's it's a combination of Fortnite, Battlegrounds, Fall Guys. Yeah. It really is almost like Fall Guys, the TV show. Yeah. And less I'm, colorful. And a lot less colorful and a lot less fun. <laughs> <laughs> a lot more blood. Um, Here's our wrap up. Squid Game is like Fall Guys, but on Netflix. And R rated. And R rated. It's R rated <laughs> Fall Guys on Netflix. Um, but but I, I think that Squid Game, because obviously we've seen this like immediate flip yeah. where people have been pushing out these like, not I'm not going to say crappy, some of them are probably pretty well made, but you know, these very rushed out um, little Squid Game ripoff games that they're putting up on Roblox and stuff. Yeah. But I genuinely think the size of this blow up has been so big. Yeah. And I mean, like the internet hasn't seen anything like this in years. I think we're going to see a flurry of video games in roughly a year from now that will be effectively Squid Game the video game. I think we will also see a flurry of 
similar concept Netflix shows. That's their MO. Like try out a whole lot of different formats, see what sticks and then bloody go hard on mm, that. Like true. I think, um, and I think Netflix is such an incredible platform and I would love to like just drill into Netflix in general in, in another um, episode, but just the level of content that they are producing and coming out with on almost like a weekly basis. Mm. Like there is a new number one show on Netflix. Like every week I feel like there is, they're feeding and they are just an absolute content machine. And I think you see patterns in the past where they have found formats that people for whatever reason just massively gravitate towards. And then, and they, then they just like double, triple, 10 times the fuck down. To give, to give a, a, another example of that, Making a Murderer, Absolutely, and how exactly what I was thinking. After after that show blew up, there was just two years yeah. of not making a murder, but making a murderer. Yeah. Like it was, it was basically it was the like, same thing. Oh, you want true crime? Yeah, here, let <laughs> us give you fifteen documentary series yeah. of true crime. Literally, I'd be super interested to see if they now, if they did fully buy the IP from whoever did the writing if they now do like geographical spin-offs. So they're like, it turns out there was a squid game happening on every continent. And then you've got American squid game, UK squid game. And like they, I-, Dude, I Well, you know what? Didn't we talk about this like a couple months ago on Watch Time? Is Netflix getting into gaming? Oh. We spoke about oh, that. Oh, we did Netflix briefly. has spoken about the fact that they want to get into gaming. Yeah. So if Netflix owns the squid game IP, Ooh. imagine, imagine Money. Netflix's- foray into the gaming world being squid game the game money unbelievable and they're so poised like all these um all these areas of the entertainment industry i think are just going to be intersecting more and more and more like games are becoming more like movies they're very immersive mm. movies are becoming more like games in a way entertainment is becoming like a game whether you see that like you know people want to be involved they want to be part of a conversation this is not like this is not a show where people just passively watch in their living room and like talk about it around the water cooler. Yeah. It's like everyone wants to like be part of it. Yeah, hundred percent. No, I'm so interested to see where it's going to go. I think it's very. It feels very fun and exciting. I love when the internet picks something up and it, yeah. and and I can go up to anyone and be like Squid Game, and I know they know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and I would say ninety percent of people at this stage either have fully watched it or have started watching it. Yeah. And all I'm going to say is uh, for my uh, my friends out there who have been through the Marbles experience, I'm there with you. I know your pain. It is brutal. And anyone who just comes up to me and says Marbles, you get a hug. You get a hug and you get some some TLC. I'm smiling like this because I have no idea what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you're on episode, what, one, yeah, two? Yeah. Yeah. But it is true. Like, I think if she I was looking at what to watch last night. And there was a few things I like had on my list. And then it was like Squid Game. And I was like, I feel like I have to watch this to be like part of the social conversation right now or I'm mm. going to feel left out. Yep. And I think that's like a really interesting phenomenon as well. This like bandwagon mentality that people get on. But I love, I do love that despite the fact that, you know, movies, TV shows, all that sort of thing is like a consistent format that we've had for decades now, there is so much innovation happening mm. there there's so much innovation like you think oh we've done a show about everything there is to do a show about it's like no we haven't <laughs> there's more <laughs> i think mean, i love that and yeah. i love like 
I find Netflix as a business like incredibly interesting to look at. But there are thoughts on Squid Game, guys. I'd actually love to know like what's some of the most exciting stuff that you have to come out of it. Like, are you looking forward to like Squid Game, the video game, which is effectively going to just be a more bloody version of Fall Guys? Is it more spin-offs of the show? Is it other shows that kind of go off that concept? I don't know. I think the the possibilities with that IP are honestly kind of endless. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very 100%. cool. And definitely a genre that I'm keen to see explored more in the TV sense. Me too, me too. All right, guys, that is it for this week's episode of Watch Time. Thank you so much for watching, listening. We will see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.